there. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hi, ladies. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out. Welcome back. And if it's your very first time, welcome to hanging out. <laughs> you are cordially invited to fold your laundry or work out or drive or whatever you're doing. Uh, my name is Brittany, and I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys who are almost five, uh, two, and almost eight months. I guess he will be eight months by the time of this. Um, so yeah, so life's a little bit busy and crazy, like I'm sure yours is. Uh, it might look a little bit differently for all of you because some of you are watching your grandkids and some of you are in more of my stage of life chasing around the real little people and some of you are before the game who don't have kids and are just busy and full in other ways. So welcome no matter which stage you're at and I think these questions today can apply to anyone and everyone. So thank you for those of you who submitted your questions. And if you would like to hit me with questions at any time, just shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or on Instagram at fitmomlifetothefullest. Just message me. And typically it's just funny because I still do use the questions for the podcast, but I've noticed that these last couple questions, I feel bad making the person wait until I record a Q&A. So I will usually just answer it for them and then I will just still save the question in case other people have that question too, because it's like that whole thing they tell you in school. I didn't even go to school, but they probably said it in college. I don't remember. If you have a question, probably someone else does too, which is really true. And it helps us also be like, oh, I, I was wondering about that. Or, oh, maybe I never thought of that. So we're going to hop into it. But I also want to let you know, because it's the new month here that we are cracking over in the Chasing Greatness group. That group is for those who have already done an eight-week beginner challenge with me and who want to continue on with being motivated through new workouts and some different little challenges and focuses. So this month, we're actually focusing on fat loss because that's usually what a lot of us want to focus on in the spring. I really like seasonal rhythms. It's totally normal to put on a couple of pounds in the winter. It's very, very, you know, mammal of us to be hibernating and to actually put on some layers of fat. So then it's also seasonal to shed that in the spring with the days becoming longer with seasonal eating, which we're actually going to talk about on the next episode, turning to a little bit lighter and whatnot. So we're going to focus on that now because what generally happens is most of us don't start thinking about it in April. And then all of a sudden it's June or July and we pull out our shorts and nothing fits we're like, oh my goodness, now I want to do a quick fix, 10-day detox, fasting thing. Don't do it. <laughs> so whether or not you're going to join us in this group or in the next option, I'm going to tell you real quick, don't do that. So start, do start thinking about it now. If, again, that's something, maybe pull out your clothes and give them a try on now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yes, your body might change and evolve. I have no idea if mine fit uh, this go around because last time I, last summer I gave birth right in the middle of summer. So I just I, I haven't worn these summer clothes in like two years. Um, but it's, you know, our bodies change and that's fine, especially with childbirth, like your hips and stuff, your shape and size might actually change. However, it's also a good tell. That's something I tell clients to look for as a non-scale victory to try on, like a lot of us live in leggings, try on some jeans or something or dress pants that, you know, are an actual size that aren't going to stretch with you and see where you're at because that is a good way to indicate if you're losing fat or not, if you're trying to lose fat, or if you're just, you know, trying to maintain. I'm assuming most of us don't want to buy a size up of shorts every year, right? Sometimes we have to do it, so don't walk away saying, like, Brittany thinks I need to lose weight. I 
do not know if you need to lose fat or not or want to lose fat or not. But again, a lot of us hit that panic of when we switch our wardrobes and we're like, oh my gosh, nothing fits. And I think summer definitely tends to be a bigger time for that than any other season because it is the bathing suits and the shorts and stuff that we haven't touched all year since we've been, you know, eating Christmas cookies and those kinds of things, which is fine. It's seasonal. So if you're looking for fat loss and you've done an eight-week challenge with me, totally welcome to join us over in the Chasing Greatness group. We're going to have our own little fat loss thing going on over there. But those of you who have never worked with me before, if you are interested in taking part, and it is kind of like a fat loss challenge as well. It doesn't have to be. Um, It can be tailored to your goals. Basically, it's just an eight-week intro to tracking your macros and strength training, essentially. I do use HIIT cardio in there as well and stretching, but it's very much based in five workouts a week that are have full-length videos with them, which you can work out right along with me or with the PDFs. And we go through just one thing at a time each week for eight weeks. I just teach you how to track if you want to learn to track macros. I also just teach you what food is good, better, and best. I teach you the right balance of water and fiber and things for your body. We talk about micronutrients and food quality and just really practical things like what you should buy at the grocery store or how you can still eat and in a way that you're either going to lose fat or maintain or whatever your goals are when you're out and about, when you're at a barbecue, whatever. So that eight-week beginner challenge is starting April 25th. So if you would like to sign up, again, you can just email me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or go on over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com. Okay, that was a lot of housekeeping. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to talk really fast to make up for it, but I will get into the questions now. Thank you for bearing with it. So first question, does hitting your protein target matter as much on rest days as on training days? Great question. So I should just actually pull up the answer that I text or I messaged back to her, but I will just rephrase it for you all. So basically saying if you are normally tracking or you're eating intuitively and you have a protein target in mind, which if you're working with me, it's going to be somewhere between 100 grams of protein and your ideal body weight typically, um, unless there's drastic needs for differentiation there. That's It's pretty similarly going to look like that. So say Say your protein is, target is 130, okay? And that's just your normal, uh, with your normal amount of activity throughout the week. So I don't typically change people's calories day to day. I don't typically utilize carb cycling unless they have plateaued and we have a necessary reason to because it's just a lot harder to adhere to in daily life. And for most of us, we're going to be successful just eating similarly day to day. So say they're typically always shooting for 130 grams of protein. Do they need as much protein if it's a rest day? I said, answer this question is pretty much yes. Like it's all right. If you do happen to like lower your overall calories slightly on a rest day because you're not putting out as much energy and burning as many calories, that's fine. That's kind of a modified version of carb cycling. Carb cycling looks like having lower carb days. Um, And there's different ways to do it. You can keep your protein and fat the same and just alter your carbs, or you can alter the fat and protein to make up for your carbs that you're not using. And this is kind of just like a homemade little version of it, just if you take in a little bit less, a little bit less overall calories when you are not working out that day and then you are eating quote unquote normally like your normal targets on the days you're exercising, that's totally fine to do. And then your protein is just going to be slightly lower because say you normally take in that my, my 130 grams of protein is probably not going to sync up with this, but say you normally take in 1700 calories a day on average. And then on a rest day, 
you just kind of fall to like 1600 or maybe 1500 so one or 200 less calories overall if you are pretty much eating to the same macro targets that's not that much less protein it might be like 10 to 15 grams less protein there so it's not a huge huge difference i wouldn't tell you to chop your protein drastically but that's only if you happen to be eating a little bit less on your rest days. You don't need to do that. You could just eat similarly each days. And some everybody's different too. There's a big range here where some of us get really hungry the day after hard workouts. Um, I've heard that especially with cardio, like the day after somebody did a spin class or a run or something that they're really hungry the next day. Could even happen with a really intense lift or something like that or high intensity, more like CrossFit style session. You're doing like a filthy 50 of something the next day, you're ravenous. That's really common. So I don't want you at all to try to do that. If you're listening to this and like, oh, should I be doing that? I don't advise it for most people. For myself, I don't do that. I just eat pretty much similarly. Now I've got some running thrown in. So I I kind of increase my carbs the days before my runs, like the days leading up to the long runs, which is just different. But and as always, if you have a personalized question, you can hit me with it. But for most of us, we're going to be fine to eat similarly every single day and it's still good to have your protein high even if it's not a training day because you're still helping to maintain your muscle growth and it's not that like oh you only need protein immediately after a workout yes protein does help your muscles recover and come back stronger but it also maintains muscle growth it helps with satiety helping keep you full eating protein burns more calories just while you're digesting it than any other macronutrient. So protein has so many other benefits. It's totally fine and good to keep that high on your rest days as well. Okay, question number two. I'm going to paraphrase this one a little bit because this one, again, was already answered. (laughs) But um, this person was asking about fasting in regards to tracking macros. She was wondering what I personally do and how what I would recommend for um, those of us who are fasting during the Lenten Lenten season or who fast year round. And great question. And I said, you could probably ask about 10 different people this and get 10 different answers. I think this is one that is very much uh, based on, you know, opinion, which a lot of things can be. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong to this. This kind of actually ties into the first question, because if you are also going to take a rest day on a day that you are fasting. Okay, and for those, I should define fasting. For those who do not like regularly practice fasting for religious reasons or health reasons, fasting in at least the Catholic Church and maybe some Christian religions as well, I'm not sh- as sure who all fasts, so you can let me know <laughs> too if you are out there listening. You're like, I fast too. Um, fasting is typically two small meals and one large meal on certain religious days. So in Lent, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are two days that we are required to do this if you are not breastfeeding or pregnant. And then I know there's age parameters as well. I think it's like over 14 or 16. And then like 60, I believe, is the the cap there. They allow those who are over 60 to not adhere to it. So there's other parameters around it. But essentially, it's eating two small meals and one large meal. And the two small meals like should not equal the one large meal. So you're taking in less calories. That's the way most people do it. So you're not looking at treats or snacks between meals. And, you know, you are definitely taking in a lot less calories. Then other people, you know, it's personalized. You can get a lot more intense with it. Some people will do literally only water the whole day or will do bread and water the whole day or will fast the entire day except for one meal. But again, the average is two small meals, one large meal. 
I personally, when I fast, right now I'm not technically fasting because I am breastfeeding. So I am pretty much taking the same amount of calories. I'm just trying to like not have snacks. Definitely nothing like treat or dessert like, but I'm trying to just make sure I put it in my meals. Like, So my meals basically just look like three larger meals <laughs> instead of having snacks throughout the day because I do like snacks. So it's a little bit of a sacrifice to feel a little bit of hunger, but then I know I'm still taking in the calories I need to, yeah, I'm still totally exclusively breastfeeding with just a little bit of solids. So for those who are not um, and who are worried about their workouts, what, and what I typically do is I just fast on those days as is required of me. And I, if I'm just fasting the two small meals and one large meal, I don't worry about taking a rest day. I just know it's not going to be my most intense workout of the day. Um, I know that I'm probably going to feel hungry and that's fine because now I've gotten a workout and I am hungry and I just assume that it's all kind of going to shake out in the wash. Like it's not that I'm separating religion or the religious practice of fasting from what I think about exercise and nutrition and everything. It's just something where I don't think that God is going to, you know, make my body totally suffer that I because I gave that up to him and I didn't take in that many calories that day. So to me, I don't see it as like, oh, no, now I'm going to gain five pounds because I had one day that was lower. Now I totally wrecked my metabolism. Like, especially if you're only fasting those two days for all of Lent, you're going to be all right to just hop back on the other days and eat as you normally would and just have that day be a bit lower. Totally fine. If you want to take a rest day that day, also, again, totally fine. I've also had times where I will fast for 24 hours to offer that up. And on the times that I do that, or if you're a person who does that or who just does bread and water or something like really drastic where you're really not taking in a lot of calories and definitely not in all your macronutrients and or micronutrients, I definitely take rest days when I do that. So um, yeah, and same thing. I just don't panic about, oh my gosh, I didn't eat for a day. So now I'm probably the next thing I eat. My body's going to cling to fat. You know, over time, if you were doing that all the time, yes, that's not a good cycle to fall into, If especially if you're trying to do it for fat loss reasons of like, oh, good, I just won't eat, then I'll eat, and I won't eat. Yes, you're going to crash your metabolism. But if it's as infrequent as, you know, the drastic ones being like once a month, then I think you're going to be all right from a metabolism standpoint. And then the important thing is just getting back on to healthy and consistent when you eat again. Sometimes people will then get back on and eat all carbs because they're, they're so hungry and they're so depleted. So the the more important thing, I've said this before though, is what you do most of the time matters more than what you do some of the time. And that's how I treat fasting in this is like, okay, this is something I'm offering up to God. I'm going to trust that it's not going to have like crazy detrimental, you know, you have to also be prudent. And I should say that because some people might take that to an extreme and be like, oh, see, I will just not eat for three days in a row because God will take care of me. I don't mean that. And I hope you ladies understand I'm not saying that. But especially just those two days or if you fast one day a week and whatnot, I think it's going to be all right if you just offer that up as a sacrifice and maybe take your workouts a little bit lighter that day. Okay. And lastly, um, this was a good one because it was a little bit, a little bit spicy. Thank you for submitting this question because it was a little bit like, ooh, a little call out. I liked it. I'm not at all being sarcastic or facetious. Uh, This question was somebody who had done a YouTube video of mine, which I do have a ton of old YouTube workout videos available. If you ever are looking for something to do full workout wise, you can just go to Fit Mom Life to the Fullest on YouTube. 
But also what I do, for those of you on my email list, I share just one workout a month from the Chasing Greatness group as a YouTube video, and I send it out to all of you on my email list um, at least one Thursday a month. That's just the day that the emails come out. So somebody commented that I that they've heard it's good to stretch before workouts, but my workout videos don't do that. So why is that? And I love this because, again, differing opinions. And, it, and this is part of what's confusing about the health and fitness world is like, I heard this, but this person doesn't do that. I heard this, but this person says no. So that's kind of the name of the game of you're going to get a lot of differing opinions in many different fields. I'm always here to tell you what I know from my own certifications, my expertise, my 10 years doing this, that what I think is best, right? What I consider best practices. And I'm, of course, like keeping myself in the loop of current trends and upcoming things and whatnot and the research behind them. Very, very much, I'm always interested in the research behind things. So this was a more, I would say, I've seen this more in like the 80s and 90 workout videos and workout trends of like holding static stretches before you work out, thinking like, oh, I just have to stretch before my lift or stretch before my run. Where now, if you watch an athlete, and maybe I'm sure I would assume that athletes were not doing this even back then, but fast forward to now, I actually don't see this that much. I will see it more with individuals. I think that at least personal trainers and group fitness instructors have evolved in this way of realizing that a lot of the research supports dynamic movement before exercise, whether it's cardio or whether it's strength. There are tons of studies, you can go down this rabbit hole, um, that show moving your body dynamically before a workout is more beneficial and puts you at less risk of injury. So what that looks like is doing leg swings, arm circles, um, even like walking lunges. Depending on what you're about to do, it's best to get your body moving in a way that you're kind of like priming it for whatever activity is to come versus just standing and holding stretches. So Again, I, I that's great that I have not really seen people leading classes like that or leading groups like that or taking a client through that. But I do see sometimes, I know like um, especially when I was still training in person and I'd ha- be finishing up with one client and the next client would come in to work with me. If we hadn't talked about it yet or sometimes just because it's a common habit, I would catch the person, not catch them, but like out of the corner of my eye, you know, I would see them holding these static stretches. And I'm like, okay, I got to correct that later. Because it's, you know, they're trying to do a good thing. They're trying to be ready for their session, which is awesome, and get the most out of it. But it's just not the best move there. It's best to move dynamically before your workout than at the end of your workout to hold static stretches. So that's where you're holding each, you know, position for three to five breaths and getting deep into it. And Sometimes if you do this, if you reverse it and you static stretch like before a lift, say you are really deep stretching your legs and then you do a leg workout, you can go too deep in your range of motion and make yourself more prone to injury because you've warmed up those muscles like past the point that they really need to work for you. Like in an RDL, this is a Romanian deadlift, your legs are, your feet are under your hips your knees are slightly bent and you're, it's a hip hinge. You're going to push your hips back and bring your hips back to the starting point. If you just stretched your hamstrings for like five minutes, you might way shoot your hips back far and then do it with too much weight, end up really putting too much strain on your hamstrings because you dropped in way too low, too fast. Maybe you're rounding your back now and then you could injure your 
hamstrings, like give yourself a muscle strain just from doing that where it's much better to, so what you will see in my YouTube videos are things like, again, priming what you're going to work. If we are doing lower body workout, you're going to see leg swings. You're going to see maybe some sidestepping squats. You're going to see butt kicks where instead of holding a quad stretch, holding your foot up toward your butt, you're stepping, kicking, stepping, kicking, moving and getting into and warmed up into whatever muscle group you're about to work, okay? So same thing then with upper body. I prefer you to use even sometimes some resistance in getting the muscles ready for what you're doing. So if it's like a pull day or an upper body day, I'll have you grab a band and we're going to do something that looks like a little row, something that looks like a chest press. Just getting those muscles firing with just a little bit of tension is so much better than holding a deep stretch in those muscles where now you're just going to put them at risk of too much range of motion. And one more thing is that when you come in for a workout, whether you're coming in, whatever, doing it in your basement, going to the gym, you're coming in like cold, especially in the cold weather. And then you go right into deep stretching. And that alone, before you even get to the workout, might injure you because you're coming in like a tight rubber band. So it's best after you've warmed up your muscles and worked them and strengthened them. Many strength exercises are elongating your muscles. So then to they're like all primed and warmed up and there's blood flowing to them. That's the perfect time to stretch is after your workout. And that's what you're going to see in the videos as well. So I'm going to take you through dynamic movement to open it up. We're going to get it done. And then we're going to end with just some static stretching. So you do get that nice stretch to the muscle afterwards. All right. I loved it. <laughs> Keep any controversial ones coming. It's good. Call me out. Keep me on my toes. All right. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. If you are interested in anything that's coming up in the spring here, head on over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com and you're going to see the op- options under the workout. And every single time, I don't know what this is called. And I, I just copied and pasted the link to send to someone the other day who asked about it. And every time I forget what it says and I made my website, but I think it's uh, nutrition and workout information, something along those lines. Check it out. If you need me to send it to you, just email me at fullest at gmail.com. All right, ladies, thank you so much. And I will talk to you next time.